0: Uh, to service in the military was obviously, you know, something I've been looking at since I was a little kid, um, and so when you combine all of those things, uh, for me, like the fear of death was uh, was kind of comical. It was like, man, if I could go down in a blaze of glory, you know, jumping on a grenade, right? Like I'm a in. From my yeah. yeah, sign me up. What better way? Uh,
1: Three twenty-two for a throwing fire fully track Imagine if every moment of every day was unscheduled, unknown, and uncertain, where you had to choose between your life and the life of another, where you were deployed somewhere in the world to face an unknown threat and an unseen enemy. This is the podcast designed to serve those who serve us. So join me as we unpack and uncover why we do what we do when we do it from life's most extreme moments. I'm your host, Jeff Bandman, and this is Mindset Radio. All right, welcome back. This is your Wednesday Mindset Radio Podcast, and back with me is Mike Hazel. Listen, when we left off Monday and we covered a lot of ground on Monday, uh, we're going to revisit some of the things around like the idea of being able to just push print when it comes down straight to performance. But one of the topics that Mike and I kind of ended up in this conversation talking about was this idea that you know we had to die a hero or we were going to die a hero's death or we you know this this garbage that runs in our brain a little bit from time to time but this real live and very true feeling I know I've experienced Mike said he's had I think the majority of us in the world have had so Mike thanks for coming back thanks for joining me that's where I want to pick up. Are you okay with that? Send it, man. Let's get into Dude. it. Let's rip the bandaid. Right. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, let's talk about real deal stuff because yeah. this is the thing that I think is important. And, you know, I like where your episodes are falling in place uh, in the chain of events. We've had great contribution from some really cool psychologists and, uh, you know, Elliot Rowe from the hypnotherapy sessions and just a variety of things. But I think that this... You know, this is kind of operator talks for freaking people doing real shit, right? Yep. yep. And, you know, dude, I don't know. Where do you think? I mean, we talked about this and I said, you know, since I was a kid, I can remember as a kid, you know, watching John Wayne and the Green Berets and all that stuff. Like, like I had that feeling that I was just going to, I don't know, I was going to do something that I didn't come back from that was pretty amazing. Right. And then, but that, but that, but any, and and you, when you, when you say that as an adult, it's like, oh, that's just a childhood dream. But I think that lives, man. I mean, talk to me about your end.
0: I I totally think it lives. And I, you know, I I think it's kind of a combination of maybe how you were brought up and what you looked at in the culture Mm -hmm. that you were brought up in. Uh, I think there's a, I think it's a combination of that And I think there's also a combination of like no shit fear. It's like, you know what? I'm sure everybody fears getting old and, you know, sometimes you see something really sad. Like you see, you know, an old man or an old woman who's outlived all the relatives and they're just kind of out, you know, they're just cast aside as, as non-factors in society. And they just kind of, you know, fizzle out with no one around them. And I think for me, I think somewhere deep down inside of me, subconsciously on some type of weird, you know, hippie bullshit level, that that was <laughs> that was like super scary for me. It was like, hey, uh, I don't I don't want to I don't want to be that. I want to go down and live in the in the halls of, you know, Valhalla. I want to go down and have yeah. my name remembered. And I think for me <clears throat> as I was transitioning out of my athletic career, I was kind of looking where I was at physically as I was transitioning out of my athletic career into the, into the military where I was at with my my age, granted I was old getting into the military, but if you look at the things that I had accomplished and all the boxes that I had checked in, in, in the athletic arena and all the, you know, sometimes silly superficial social things that I was, can check a box that <laughs> you, sure. and I, you and I will talk about on some other time when there's another news. time, <laughs> yeah. right.
1: over, like, yeah, over. I,
0: I kind of felt like, you know, Hey, how is it going to get any better for me? Like I I've done some stuff that mm. no one on this planet, uh, you know, not a whole lot of people can do. And like, how is it going to get any better for me? And I, I kind of remember having that feeling like, Hey, you know, I've lived a very selfish life for the last 33 years. It's been all about mm. advancing my athletic career it is now time for me to give back. I've built my body into this virtual machine and it needs to be used in some sort of service that is higher, a higher capacity than, you know, throwing a stick or playing football or baseball. And so for me, I really, really wanted to kind of almost dedicate my body and my mind and my soul, uh, to service And the military was obviously, you know, something I've been looking at since I was a little kid. Um, and so when you combine all of those things, uh, for me, like the fear of death was uh was kind of comical. It was like, man, if I could go down in a blaze of glory, you know, jumping on a grid, right, like I'm grenade in. from my yeah. Pool, yeah, sign me up. What better way? Like going out yeah. doing things that you love, that you've been trained for, something that you're passionate about and, and no shit dying for your brother's like, man, sign me up. I don't wanna be an old guy sitting on a porch looking at a you know, at a lake somewhere with no one around me. <laughs> So I, I yeah I, I, I'm not sure if everybody you know wants to dig that deep and find out you know why they want to why why that type of you know existence uh, you know surfaces for them at certain times of their life but man I, I honestly think like we're gonna you know get some real shit those are the two things that were were present for me at the time.
1: Well, dude, yeah, man. I mean, you know, we talked about this like on the podcast with Elliot Rowe. I think it's titled "Why We Put Ourselves at Risk," right? And he was talking about kind of even subtle factors that we are rarely consciously aware of in our childhood like pre-seven stuff Mm -hmm. that creates this kind of need to then go into roles or take on roles uh you know in our adulthood in our in our jobs and in our lives where we are putting ourselves at risk because then there's some sense of control uh we're used to chaos uh we're looking for how to take care of people like there's a lot of factors that go into that and and I know that's having done the work now mm-hmm. and <laughs> uncovered shit that I'd really sometimes would have rather not uncovered no, no, yeah <laughs> yeah dude yeah. i mean i'll just call it out there are days and i'll tell morgan this i'll say this to ever i'm like there are some days that i really You know, I don't know if regret's the right word, but if I was being honest, yeah, there's some days I regret doing the work that I've done now knowing what I know, because now I have a responsibility to deal with it. Ignorance is bliss. Fuck,
0: dude. Yeah. It's easier to turn the the, uh, the other cheek and be like, oh, I don't, you know, that's your shit. Don't cast that on me. I don't have that issue. You know, I, I remember, I remember, you know. And like we, we talked about this a little bit when I was in Afghanistan in twenty sixteen and I was talking to you about all the stuff that was going on in my head that I was mm-hmm. trying to figure out why in the why in the world am I thinking about these things and I don't think I have issues. Like I like the way right. I think. When, meanwhile everybody like i like what the military has done to me sorry like, I, I am a control machine like i am ocd to the i never miss a fucking timeline i'm always where i'm supposed to be i show up on the right place right time right equipment like my shit is wired hot like i don't understand why everybody thinks i'm weird <laughs> and, i'm sorry uh, you know, that's yeah, it. dude it's that's it, i remember, I remember I was like, What's i'm wrong totally with laughing people? with you i know i know and uh Yeah. It's, it's not until you start to have to peel back the layers and, you know, and really figure out, okay, maybe this isn't healthy. These are the things that you need to figure out, you know, and that's when
1: the real world starts. And you know what, hold on one second, because here's something, right? I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to kind of jab at this one Mm. because the idea for some people that that's not healthy. Now let's call it what it is. That may not be right for certain situations, and I think, yeah. you know, I, we, we I recorded uh, an episode earlier that'll come out in a couple weeks, probably. And, and we're going to touch on some of this and it will be highly relevant with Sherry Walling. But I <laughs> listen, all of those things, what a lot of people that don't serve or aren't in our worlds, aren't in our communities, they will never understand fully. What it takes to show up to work. Like the yep. attitude and the mental capacity necessary, whether something happens or not, whether you are engaged with the enemy in a high speed speed pursuit, crawling down the hall of a burning building, you know, pumping on somebody's chest, trying to save a life, sitting behind a dispatch, answering 911 calls with people screaming and crying mm-hmm. on the other end of the line. Like it, nobody gets it. And there, or, you know, or the emergency room or whatever it may be, like the slew of people. If you haven't experienced that life, you just don't get it. And you don't get what goes into all of that. And at the same time, everything it takes to do that doesn't work in normal life. Right, right. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And you know what? I'll caveat onto the, onto something else, which may help anybody who's listening to this right now is uh, just like you said, you know, if anybody who hasn't been there and done that, they don't get it. Well, also something that has helped me and I've listened to other people say is, guess what? I'm also not interested in your fucking feedback. If you, haven't been, <laughs> if you haven't been to the places that I've been and done what I've done, I'm not interested in your opinion, your fucking social media shout out because you think you know better. I, you know, I talk to people and that's exactly why I reached out to a guy like you. I talk to people who have been in the arena. Uh, and that's, right. where crit, that's where the credit, that's where the credit counts. And so, you know, if, well, yeah. I would, I would and we have to, if anybody's listening to this and they're struggling mm-hmm. with, you know, someone who's consulting on their way of life, but they have not had the fucking fortitude and courage to, to volunteer for that way of life, then they don't, they don't get a vote.
1: 100%. And I will, I will throw an exception to that in the family, right? In the close proximity people, when you're, when, people around you begin to see, right? Because here's the thing, I can be that over there, but I I need to do, I the thing I need to do is take on my mental and emotional health, my mental and emotional fitness in a way and in a capacity that allows me to transition and ebb and flow from this world of violence and action and stress and intensity to a world of, calm, playful, fun, dad, husband, wife, for sure, girlfriend. Right. And so there's this ebb and flow right now. The, the, you know, the onlookers, the looky loos, the yard breathers, whatever you want to call them, you know, screw them. They can hang outside and say what they want to say. Uh, And you're right. But the people close into us, you know, they see stuff and they see stuff in us. And I think part of that is they see things in us that they, know we're capable of they want our love they want our attention they want what we can offer and sometimes we don't know how to transition out of you know mode a into mode b a lot yeah. of time yeah i know that's been true for like, me i mean dude when, yeah well no, yeah
0: 100 true for me as well and you know yeah. and, 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 and like you said it, it's not until you know if the like if I some dude on social media you know takes a crack shot at me or anybody else, you know, it's easy to, to dismiss them. But when someone in your inner circle taps you on your shoulder and says, Hey man, like, let's, let's talk about something that I'm seeing. Then that, that's yeah. when it's time, you know, like you said, there's the caveats, the inner circle, yeah. friends, it's the, you yep. know, the three to five people that you take a bullet for, bullet for state side that you consider, you know, people who you g- genuinely love. I mean, that, that's when you have to, you know, take that personal inventory and be like, okay, is this really is this really healthy? And is this something that I need to, you know, draw some attention to?
1: Yeah. I mean, in the conversation we had earlier, it was like, there is a responsibility that I think a lot of us have avoided. I avoided for a long time. And that responsibility is to be as mentally and emotionally healthy as I am trained and effective in my job. Yeah. That's a, you know, that
0: is, that is the lethal combination. <laughs> you can do both. <laughs> yeah.
1: If You do both. You're, you're that's freaking rock yeah, solid. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, the gotcha. that's what we're doing. That's <laughs> yeah. why you're listening to this podcast. That's why we're having these conversations. That's why we're, we're talking about the things that I don't feel like we've been talking about enough right. and loudly. Which, yeah. And yeah. Which is
0: awesome because like, you know, uh, there's, there's a million people out there that can talk to you about training and tactical training or, or tactical athletes. and There's a million people that can talk to you about sure. psych shit. There's a million things. But like, when you combine both of them and you make it like the holistic approach, which is kind of like what you're doing in your foundation, which is, you know, trying to uh, give back and prep to people who, who are volunteering to live this type of lifestyle. I think that's when you find yeah. like, you know, the the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, so to speak, is you're uncovering some, some and you're talking to the right people. Obviously, you're, you're coming up with some really, really great content that can just be no shit life changing. You get, you know, dude, I, yeah,
1: it's not worth it. I mean, this is this process, right? I mean, I had this realization earlier this year where it's like, I'm tired. I'm tired of the cleanup. Then now there are a lot of great organizations and programs and things out there for after the fact, Mm -hmm. you know, for, for veterans, for people transitioning out for people like done with their careers. And that's awesome. And, you know, there's plenty of that. Why are we waiting for you to be done is my biggest question right now. That's where I get on my soapbox, right? I mean, it yeah. is like, why are we not talking to the young private, the person in freaking uh the uh schoolhouse, right? Early mm-hmm. on, early development, all the way through their career, taking care of them in all aspects. And so that's why, sorry, I'm going to get off my tangent right there, but yeah. That's, the, that's the important aspect of it. I mean, that's why this conversation matters because you don't want to be old and hanging out now, you know, drinking beers, telling war stories like you and I, looking back going, God, I really wish I had, you know, known to take care of myself while I was deploying to 23 countries around the world over 10 years and never know where I was going or when I was mm-hmm. coming home, right? Yep. I mean, yep. that, that doesn't work after the fact. And it, there's a whole... You know, wasteland behind me of yeah. things that, yeah. and then it takes
0: um, probably takes three times as long to clean up the post fact than it does to get in front of it. You know, yeah. and, and be educated yeah. and, and knowledgeable about what's about to what you're about to embark on, so that you're prepared for when it actually happens, rather than just cleaning up the the pieces. You know, yeah, dude. Once, I mean, because I want to be, over
1: yeah, and I want to be a person now. And I look back, and it's like, man, you can be equally like this. Highly skilled, highly capable, sometimes violent individual when needed, when called mm-hmm. upon to be that way. And this gentle man or woman, right? Who is yep. loving and kind and fun and free. You can actually be both. I think there's a, there's an idea out there that says those two shall not meet. And I'm telling you, that's full of shit. Those yep. two do meet perfectly. So. All right. Yeah. So enough of being being on my soapbox. Here's the question I got for <laughs> you. L- you know, I, listen. I mean, Olympic athlete. You've you've done it. You've put it out there. You work for it. You've achieved. You go into the Air Force, we'll talk about maybe in a minute why the Air Force, uh, but you go in, <laughs> and you're, I, st- I know you still wear your like your little yellow safety belt around when you run and stuff. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. So, so sorry about that. You know, somebody will appreciate that on the yeah. podcast. Yeah. So anyway, right? So you go into the Air Force, but you go into the Air Force Special Operations side and you go into one of the most difficult programs out there. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, in the combat controller stuff. I don't know if that's what they still call it or they call it something yep. cooler, sexier now or something else.
0: No, it's, um, still, com- it's still combat control, but they just changed okay, the right. name to Air, Air Force Special Warfare because they're, uh, they're, cha- they're, yeah, they're changing. Because it's sounds
1: sexier. You. Yeah. Right. Totally. Right. So, yeah, I'm an old, like I talk about guys in Force Recon and people look at me and they're like, what do you mean Force Recon? I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm an old yeah. guy. I just dated <laughs> myself. So, yeah so listen yeah i mean that pipeline right the combat mm-hmm. controller, pair rescue those pipelines i mean that's brutal man those yep. are that is not an easy thing to take on so two you and do a half all years this,
0: start to finish dude, you make it through
1: without without flashback yeah. injuries. so when did you want to quit that's my question
0: <laughs> all the time
1: <laughs> yeah i mean all the time um i think there's this idea that like people that make it never had an issue Right. They're like, Uh, Oh no, it was good. It was easy. No, I want to know when you wanted to quit.
0: Yeah. Great question. Great question. We'll just, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll dump right into the, uh, into the sweet (laughs) spot there. Um, I no pressure Mike. uh, Yeah, no, there, there were several instances where I had really hard times and I wanted to quit several, not just one. It wasn't just like, and ironically it was never during any physical evolution. it's usually Mm. the It's usually the downtime that kills people. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's after the day's over with, and you've been absolutely gotten the shit kicked out of you. Um, you know, and having to know that you've got to go to bed and in three or four hours, get up and do it all over again. It's, it's those times when you, when you have the opportunity to think is when it really starts to, uh, start chipping away at people. But for me personally, uh, the times, the biggest, single time that I had that was uh, when my daughter was born and Mm -hmm. um, I I was completely ill prepared for that. Uh, And I don't know why I was prepared for it. Everybody had told me, I remember when I went to my unit to enlist, my chief asked me at my my interview, he was like, do you got kids? And I said, no. And he said, are you and Katie trying? And I said, we're trying like hell. And he said, well, shit, we got to get you going immediately. (laughs) I just kind of chuckled. And I was like, why is that? And he said, trust me, when you have kids, everything changes. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard it all before. And I swear to God, man, like the moment she came out and grabbed onto my fingers and we locked eyes, like my motivation to do anything that would take me away from her was completely gone. So I had a really hard time going back into training because I was already halfway through my pipeline when she was born. Mm. Um, and I had already been through most of the, like extremely, extremely hard physical stuff like A- A- ATC and C- uh, combat control school and all this shit that, you know, you have where most of your mass attrition at, I'd already done all that. <clears throat> and I had the hardest time re-engaging mentally because I didn't want to leave my baby girl. And, mm. um, I was not prepared for that. My motivation was down and the smallest, things that would go wrong, whether, when it, whether it was, I just don't like the way that fucking instructor looked at me. I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) Like it was, it was the smallest things that would creep in and just wreak havoc on my motivation. And, um, you know, it was, it was really, really trying for me And it, but it, it, it was never in times of physical duress. It's never, I was like, I don't think I can put out for another minute because I'm absolutely just dying here, smoked. It was, I'm two and a half years in this fucking pipeline. I'm 35 years old. I've got a master's degree. What the fuck am I doing here? Like yeah. that, th- it was those moments.
1: The reasoning,
0: they were, the justification. The reasoning, yeah. And, 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 yeah. and trust me, like and the instructors knew it and they could see it and, you know, but the people, oh, yeah. who wanted, the, the people who wanted me to be around, uh, up, you know, in the senior chain of leadership were like, Hey, you know, what the, the most dangerous part about these, these, these you know, I don't want to say kids, these men coming through the pipeline who are older that have degrees that have seen life as they have options. They don't have to do this. It's a different scenario Mm. for some kid that comes out of high school. He's 18 and Hey, I need a job and I'm going to go to the military. And this recruiter handed me a special ops gig. And if I don't finish this fucking thing, I don't have a paycheck in two weeks. So it's it's a, it's a different mentality. Whereas, you know, some guys are going older and they got degrees and they've lived life, they traveled the world. And they've had these these opportunities to see how good life can be or maybe not be outside the military. And then here you are getting the shit kicked out of you and you're on like day 10, you know, working on like maybe your ninth or 10th hour of sleep and 10 days of, of FTXs. And like you, you just start wondering... <laughs> Why?
1: <laughs> yeah. So do I really need to be do doing I this. Really right now? need right. to be
0: doing this, and you know what's the end <laughs> result? And on. It, so yeah, as I talk about the end result, and so this is something I talked about in one of my other you know good buddies' podcasts is that that exact word that I just said there, the end result. And I think this is something that uh, that that the most special operations careers are struggling with right now is the instructor staff and the cadre staff that they're putting in these schoolhouses are not the polished poster that you Mm. see, um, that people want to sign up for to recruit. They're not captain America. a lot of times these guys are, you know, guys that have been kicked off every team because they're in hazard or a liability and nobody Mm. wants them on team. So what do you do with them? You Can't kick them out of the career field Well, you make them an instructor. And all they got to do is just beat the shit out of a you know, students. So I I was looking at a lot of the guys who I was kind of hoping to see as like the, the polished, you know, final version of what I was aspiring to be. Oh, here's a guy who's, you know, deployed several times and he's done a lot of God's work overseas. He's killed lots of people, but this is you. Like that, right. this is, yeah. And and I was never ever impressed or awestruck or just went like, wow, that guy's got his shit together. So you 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 factor that in with getting the shit kicked out of you, you know, every day for two and a half years, and that and it wears on you. You start wondering why you're doing it. So, but yeah, uh, single instances, like, gosh, man, like if I had, if I could do where I just wanted to say, I I don't want to do this anymore, man, there's, there's probably 50. So, yeah, Yeah, um, I mean, I think that's it,
1: dude. It's like, it it comes and I think you nailed it on the head. There is a place in the quiet moment, Mm -hmm. you know, when you can actually rest and collect Mm -hmm. yourself. And yep. look around it's a and that, it, it allowed, that,
0: yeah that is the devil's playground right there dude
1: 100 the percent.
0: at the end of a 15 20 mile ruck, you know or yep. you know at the end of some ridiculous memorial workout that lasts 12 hours like it, when it's all said and done and you have a chance to take your boots off get a pizza have a beer relax and then go i feel horrible and oh shit! I got to do this again tomorrow. That is when when the doubt starts creeping in, and it's not for mm. it, you know not just me. I think it's everybody. It's you know it's the man, absolutely, time yeah. Program. That's
1: one I, I think I you know I've heard that time and time and time again. You know one of the I'll share the quick story that got shared with me, uh, good friend of mine, uh, former uh, CAG operator was had had gone on done his stuff was back at the schoolhouse doing the long walk Mm. his his buddy his his first roommate from range battalion had taken a different path so he was coming later ends up in the long walk right same time and it was like the worst winter they had had forever uh and they made the decision to go out and pick these guys up which is a pretty rare decision right Mm. uh and because it's snowing freezing i mean temperatures dropped it was awful So they go out, they pick these guys up. They're in the, you know, in the two and a half done, they're driving in, they pick them up, they get them in the back of the truck, they drive off, they stop, they come around the back, they flip the, the back open. And all they say to these guys are, all right, get out, find your spot, bed down for the night. That's all they say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, three or four guys pile out of the truck. There's an instructor around the side and he's like got his finger to his mouth, like don't say anything. <laughs> and in front of, in front of them is the tent with some heaters in it, some yeah. crap, warm, lukewarm soup and cots. Right. Just yep. enough to survive the night. Yep. And, you know, this guy's buddy is still sitting there mm. and they're looking at him. And all he's he just do face down the fucking truck, dude, yeah. dude. This guy's telling me he's like, he goes internally. I'm screaming, get the fuck out of the truck. 10 yep. feet. Yep. 10 feet is all you need right now. Mm-hmm. That's it. Everything you need in this moment is 10 feet from you. Yep. All you have to do is get out of the truck and they let him sit there for about 20 minutes or so. He just wasn't moving and they closed it up and drove off and that was it. That was it. Yeah. He was done. Dude, heartbreaking. You know what I but mean? It, but, well,
0: it's heartbreaking, the, but that's, you know. The, the, it, dude, the that's, that's reality. The, yeah. It's reality, but that's in place for a reason too, because that's the same guy who's going to put on you downrange.
1: Potentially. Right? That's, yeah. That's, that's I mean, passion. it's the, yeah. right. It, it is a breakdown, right? It is. And that is, a, and here's what I, here's what I appreciate about that. That goes back to all this stuff. That's not a physicality breakdown. No, you know yeah, think total that's, six that's your ears yeah yeah that's not a skills breakdown that's not an abilities breakdown that is 100 you let the narrative get in you yeah. let <laughs> that storyline get in that excuse get in that thought that doubt that worry that fear you let that in and and gave it you in not only did you let it in because it's always going to creep in it's always running you know what I mean you can't not have it but you let it get a foothold. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's the breakdown, man. That's, that's quitting, you know, it's, yeah. it's letting, uh, it's letting that, that moment like get into place. Yeah, dude. Crazy. So if
0: I, if I had to, you know, if we if we got any, you know, young, aspiring soft candidates out there, uh, who are listening to this and, you know, you're, you're looking for like, you know, little nuggets of wisdom and advice and, and you're, you know, you think you're, you think you're a hard motherfucker right now. You're like, Oh, I'll never <laughs> quit. I'll never quit. I'll never quit. Trust me. Every, every, every man meets his wall, whether it, it comes on day one, minute one, or, or year 10 or year 15, like there will be a wall in which you find yourself face to face with your soul and you have to make a decision. And, um, I heard a couple of little nuggets of wisdom when I was, you know, getting ready to embark on this, which helped me out a lot. And, one was just all about, you know, like you said, uh, uh mindset and, you know, the difference in a mindset for, for, the guy who get who doesn't get off the truck and the guy who gets off the truck or the guy, mm-hmm. you know, who finishes rock or finishes log BT or finishes hell week, whatever you want to call it is the difference in the mentality between the guy who sits there and says, man, this, this really sucks. I don't think I can do this anymore. And then the guy right next to him is like, man, this really sucks. I wonder when we're going to do something different. Yeah. Because eventually, yeah. Eventually, like it's gonna, it, eventually it's going to, eventually it's going to stop. Hell week's going to stop. Stress gonna inoculation end. week's going to stop. The long walk's going to stop. It's going to stop sooner or later and you're going to get a chance to, to rest, um, you know, maybe at a short, short time, uh, you know, to, to catch your breath before you get back in it. But you're always going to do something different. You know, always going to change it up. So if you just kind of, you know, how do you eat an elephant? Well, you know, what what's the saying? Bite, you know, with a bite by bite, bite yeah. piece by piece, something yeah. like that. Piece yeah, by just, yeah, one one yeah. bite at a
1: time, start with the yeah. ass first, because it's softest, just, yeah.
0: right? Yeah. yeah, it's the softest and it's gonna taste the worst. So get it out of the <laughs> way. Uh, yeah, just just get, you know, go meal to meal, you know, just bounce meal to meal. But well, yeah, dude, man, as far as like having, what? you know, moments in which I was gonna you know, felt like I was gonna quit, obviously never did and never uh, you know, could swallow that uh that, that guilt cookie, but uh, definitely moments when it crept in my head and I just had a total case of the buckets. And I was like, I don't want
1: to do that. Well, and and man, it, and it goes across the board. I mean, do you remember I'm now like having flashbacks to a few years ago when, when we did that program for the Atlanta Braves, when you and I did that yeah, stuff for those guys, yeah. right? And we walked to these young athletes, 19 to 22, you know, 12 and a half miles, you know, with freaking 50 pounds in four hours or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, four and a half hours, whatever we did, you know, and and they were they they held together and they were good, even in complete silence, right up until we got in front of the house. And then I turned then it over I to you. Took them past the house. <laughs> <laughs> took them past the house like five hundred feet, and like yeah. it was just like blew, right? Yeah. They just blew out. And you watched a whole, you know, about five or six of them just completely quit at that moment. Yep. Absolutely basically checked out right they, they started, just they, they were just like throwing the poo
0: poo flag and this yep this is bullshit and i don't need to be yep. here and yeah yep. it, it totally yeah. and that, totally derailed them
1: well and i'll tell you and i want to drive this point home because here's the thing if anything i've learned you can't you can't take one single moment one breakdown you know one place where you want to quit and allow that to dictate the rest of your life because that one kid if you remember when we came back in and circled up you walked him back and he was like fuck you fuck this i'm out mm-hmm. i'm done this is bullshit and i just looked at him like all right there's a van get on it go yeah see you know it. and he's he stayed he was he was one of the biggest champions at the end right he yep. recovered he came back he fought he learned and he's, he's in the majors today. Yeah, he went right. up, he went up like a year early or something. Uh, so, yeah, you know, no doubt he, he
0: took some life lessons from that trip for sure. He was at yeah. his will's end.
1: Yeah. And that's a point I want to touch on you as we're talking about us. Cause sometimes we can get in this, I, this mentality that's like, all right, if you quit, you're worthless. No time, time out, stop. Right. There's a there's always the opportunity to recover and move forward and do better. You know, quitting is not an end all be all point. And if we look at people like that, if we write them off, I don't personally, you know, we all will hit a wall. We will all be pushed Mm -hmm. to our limits. And that's what training, good training, good selection assessment programs, good things are designed to do. And then my question is, what's next? You know, when you hit the wall, what's next? Even if you yeah. like throw your throw your hands up and you're like, "I can't do this. I can't do this." Okay, cool. Maybe it's not for you. What's next? That's right. uh, life doesn't stop at that point. And I think that's another piece that I've seen in the communities that somehow people are less than because they didn't complete something. Oh, you know, they didn't sure. complete the Absolutely. long walk. Oh, Fuck yeah. you asshole. This guy was a Airborne Ranger special special forces guy, triple-tabbed, whole 9 yards, combat deployments, operations around the world and hit a wall. That doesn't make yeah. him less than anything. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It, he may not be Absolutely. right for a particular task. Okay, fine. But you know and I I want to make sure people also get that side of it because there's a plenty of guys out there I know that'll just like you know, puff their chest up and say this and say that. And, and I want to, you know, at times I want to be a stand for people that, that try and don't, and don't yeah. make it. Well, you, you know, know
0: and, and, and there is a physical and a genetic component to making through some of these courses. And, Dude. you know, granted, every, every now and then you see someone who doesn't fit the mold, uh, who gets through, uh, you know, just off off the of sure shoe, willpower, but, the human body will tap out at certain limits and whether or not yeah. you can make the PT standards on, you know, some of these advanced special operations training courses, it just may not be in your genetics and it doesn't really matter how hard you try and how hard you train is you're not going to be up to the standard. And that's kind of one of the, you know, the hard pills to swallow is, you know, you're not really making a football team where you've got a, you know, first, second, third string of special teams guys. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, Hey man, this is, you know, guys who are putting their lives on the line to do some really dangerous high-speed shit and they may not always come back. And it is not for everybody. And if it's not for you, that's fucking okay.
1: Yeah, it's totally okay, or it's okay to try again.
0: Yeah, it's totally try try to go back and train your weaknesses and try again. Like there's a ton of fucking Navy SEALs out there who have Failed all kinds of shit in buds. And they went back a second or third time and they're they're back in their teams. They're doing fine. Guys recycle like, Ranger
1: School constantly. There's you know, oh I gosh, mean there I, are guys that have breakdowns head. left and right. Yeah.
0: I, I guys that went through the combat control pipeline with me spent their entire four-year enlistment in the fucking training pipeline because they kept failing shit or they would get hurt. You know, it's it, that's part of it. So Dude, yeah, we had I, a kid we had I, a kid in,
1: I, in I the indoctrin yeah, we had a kid in the Ranger indoctrination program <laughs> stud. Failed the written test, the Ranger history test <laughs> yeah, and the yeah. last, last fucking day of rip and had to repeat rip and came back, right. Yeah. And came back yeah. to it. You know, now it's RASP or whatever else, but like back yeah, in the day, yeah. you know, dude. And, but he was like, no, screw you. I'm doing this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and came back at it and showed up in battalion, you know, a month or so later. I mean, that's the, I think that there is this place that says when you hit the wall, even if that moment overwhelms you, what do you do next? And do you come back? Do you set yourself up for success? Do you recover? Do you do something different and contribute in a new way? Do you, you know, do you find what works? And so it's just, I think there's a stigma out there that,
0: yeah, I, you know, I, you know, you know what, what I'm saying? Here's, yeah, I totally do. And here's, here's a stigma that reson, resonates with me. This is me the fuck off. Try not to get too fired off right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's but, all right. But the stigma that I don't like is is you know if these guys say hey I want to be special forces or nothing at all you know fuck that dude if you want to serve there's a lot of capacity you serve, you, serve. Right. you you don't have to be tip of the spear you don't have to you know in the old tip of the spear homage which is is <laughs> is like maybe two percent of the entire SOCOM or JSOC
1: you mm-hmm.
0: know yeah, a community that's actually no shit tip of the spear that's doing stuff these days everything's done by right. fucking drones so. Like if, if people have these grand grandeurs of, you know, doing the hey-ho into, into hostile enemy territory, kicking in doors, shooting people in the face, that exists, but it is a very, very few and far between. And if, if, if that is all you want to do and you're like, if I can't be a SEAL Team 6 CAG, you know, guy, then I don't want to serve, then dude, I don't want you to fucking have a beer with me because that's not, that's not the people they need in the community. If I, yeah. if I, had, if I wouldn't have made the combat control career field, I would have went and done something else. You know, mm-hmm. I would have looked at SEER. I would have looked at, I would have looked at EOD. I would have like, I would have find a way to serve. Um, and I just happened to be blessed to get through. So I, what really pisses me off is the, is the people who, you know, sign up for a special operations contract. And um, you know, if they don't get it or if they don't succeed, they just say that I'll oh, screw it. I'm just going to get back and fall back on my MBA. Well, fuck you! You yeah. should never try it out in the first place just
1: because this is <laughs> Tell a place for really people like.
0: <laughs> dude, this is a, this is a, this is a place for people to raise their right hand, serve God and country, and put their life on the line for others in any capacity that they possibly can. And just because you want to have some special operations tagline on the back of your resume, don't let me fucking find you at a bar, dude. Because yeah, you're in the wrong
1: place for the wrong you're in reason.
0: Wrong place, man. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about the uh, The onset of that's all right. You here, get,
1: you're, you're yeah. allowed, you're allowed to, it's fine. I yeah. don't think anybody, if anybody has a problem with it, you know, then they just won't <laughs> listen anymore and it's fine. I you know, know. it's don't not the end away. of the world. Well, and I think that's part of the ebb and flow of this and and this conversation, this podcast, the way we're doing things, it's, you know, this is, this is the kind of talk, right? This is the life. And I think that that it's, that it brings up aspects of conversations uh, and maybe challenges some of the norm conversations and maybe I get a bunch of crap for it. I don't know. Throw crap my way. I don't really care anymore. You know, yeah. I mean, that's, because uh, if
0: you ain't, if you haven't been in the arena, you dude, <laughs> criticism does uh, Yeah, whatever.
1: <laughs> go for it. By yeah. all means. Yeah. like have, have at it, um, yeah. you know, just add 50 and fire for effect and we'll be good. Uh, you, go. <laughs> you know? So yeah, dude. And so let's, let's, let's circle back to a few things real quick. Right. And kind of, let's let's start to wrap today up with some things uh maybe touch back on monday and so if i go back to monday's podcast mm-hmm. you really said something that i liked and you know titled the episode around you know 18 seconds and just push print and mm-hmm. so i just want to i kind of want to circle back to that for just a minute to remind everybody you know that's something you said the world record holder said to you yep. like you were asking yep. like how do i do this okay yeah. So from a step-by-step process, like, you know, I think there's a place that we need to learn to get comfortable enough with our skills and our abilities and our capability and our confidence that when the bell rings, when the tones drop, when the sirens run, when the dispatch comes out, you know, when you leave the aircraft, when the first shot rings out, whenever the moment comes. Mm -hmm. That's when you got to just release, right? And you just push print and you trust what's there. Yep.
0: Yeah. You have to trust what's there. You got what you got. When the, when the day of the competition, when the day of the op, when the day of the fire comes, uh, you know, when the bat signal goes up, it's too late to get back in the gym. It's too late to, you know, to go prepare your body. It's too late to undo a hangover. Like you, you, you got what you got and you have to go to battle with it and, if you haven't prepared properly, that's when I think people will have those doubts and those those uh you know those scare tactics creep in their head, which is just you mm-hmm. know a performance crippler you know cortisol goes through the roof, yeah uh, cortisol sorry cortisol yep. um but if if you if you you know you trust the old homage the is in the barn and the money's in the bank, I've done the right things you know whether it's honestly whether it's right or not but it, if you put your your whole heart and effort into believing something and trusting a program and, um, and, and, and busting your ass to do it. I think you have to just push print and you have to let the training take, take over. Um, And if you're ill-equipped, you're ill-equipped and you learn from your mistakes and, and uh, hopefully you get a chance to redo it. But I think trying to, make a bunch of tiny micro changes in the moment or, or last second, major, major, uh, you know, changes to your tactics. Yeah. You I think can't it could be play catch up. Devastating.
1: Yeah. Dude, you, you can't, can't play, play catch, catch up. up. Yep. You got to yep. go with it and, and just go right. I mean, and in, in it, it's never going to look good. I mean, I used to tell, no. I used to tell my people in the fire service, it's like, listen, I don't care what it looks like. I just need it done. You know what I mean? If I need a ladder to the third story and you're the only person standing there and you got to throw that 35 foot by yourself, well, figure it out. I mean, (laughs) I I don't care what it looks like. I don't care if you got to drag it across or grab the, you know, onlooker down the street and be like, hey, you come here, you know, give me a hand. I I don't care. In that moment, when it's on, all the rules go away. All the things, you know, and it's, and it's your willingness and your ability to like perform in that moment and be creative and act and just continue to be in action around producing those results that it's just kind of that, okay, push print, let's go. Okay. What's next? Let's go. Okay. Let's go. And so I think that was a, that was a really important point you made on Monday. And I wanted to bring that back to it. I mean, cause we kind of, you know, we walked a, a windy road yeah. over over two days which is awesome which i love because it's (laughs) it's it's the conversations that uh need to be had and we're having um you know and and to get there so all right so to wrap this thing up like what i don't know man you got what are your last what are your last thoughts you know you here's what you're doing you're talking to some really amazing people right you're talking to firefighters Mm -hmm. and police officers and dispatchers and emergency room technicians. And I know we've got a couple emergency room surgeons that listen, Uh, we've got some entrepreneurs that listen. I mean, we have people that are, if people are listening to this podcast and the people that listen to this, they're up to something and they're taking time to actually be in this conversation right now, hanging out with you and I, you know, I mean, I hope they can kind of see themselves having a beer, sitting at the table with you and I across from each other, having this conversation. So what do you say to them?
0: Man, uh, gosh, that's a good one. Um, off the top of my head, what's, what's coming up for me right now is balance. Mm. Um, because a lot of the times, you know, when you're, you're doing things like these people who are listening to this podcast are doing, you know, the cardiac surgeons, the emergency room techs, you know, the firefighters, the special operations guys, you're doing shit. You're burning the candle at both ends in order to maintain that. And I think there needs to be a balance. I think there needs to be a balance in your, your mental health, your uh, spiritual health, whatever you want to call that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there needs to be that downtime to regenerate your, uh, re- re- regenerate your batteries and, and kind of mm-hmm. come back to, to zero because uh, as my, as uh, you know, Katie used to say all the time, she was like, it's all about adjusting the dial. You know, you can go from zero to, you know, to Mach 10 in a heartbeat, you know, but it not being able to moderate around that 10 or 20, you know, level and and be able to ebb and flow with normal conversations with people and, and, and be in a no threat environment and enjoy being in a no threat environment, I think is huge. And so I think, Mm -hmm. I think I would say, I would tell people who are listening to this, they need to find that in whatever it may be. Uh, I like you you and I, you know, we, we found the ocean and that was kind of our Zen thing. We just get out Mm -hmm. in the ocean, we just kind of sit there and we'd surf and be one with the water and the waves. And, you know, the old motion of motion of the ocean, as they say, uh, yeah. so, you know, whatever, whatever it is you find that you can find that balance to kind of bring you back, whether it's meditation or or hanging with family or just, you know, sitting on the couch with a bottle of wine and, and, and Netflix, whatever it is to kind of bring you right. back down and, and find your balance. I think it's huge because if you don't have that um, I think you can start getting into some dangerous areas and, and, and burning yourself out, and uh, having a, a bunch of fatigue that uh, that is undue, You know, your adrenals will be shot. Um, you know, cortisol goes through the roof, as we talked about m- multiple times. And Dude, yeah, so just- I, w- I would just say, yeah, balance, man. Just find your balance. Find something that mm-hmm. works for you to bring you back down, and and, and be able to appreciate a no threat environment for what it is. If you're sitting, like on, on, right you're there. sitting, you're sitting on your couch in your pajamas. With your kid looking at you know Mickey Mouse or whatever, and you're in a no shit threat environment, fucking be in the no threat environment and relax and let your guard down. And I think that's hard for people to do when they're burning it at both ends. And I think you have to absolutely find that.
1: Yeah, I dude, I like that. I mean, I like that idea. If I look left and right now, I'm in a no threat environment. It's time to turn it off, and it's yeah, okay turn it to off. turn it off. Yeah, man, it just is. turn it off. It's all right. Somebody, you yep. know somebody will take care of you. You'll, you're all right. And if something happens, you'll be fine. You'll, you'll switch. You'll go back in.
0: Absolutely switch. Have no doubt. It'll (laughs) happen.
1: Right. You won't, you won't have much say in it. And so just trust that and yeah, turn it off, shut it down, dude. I, I think that is, uh, I think that's more important than even the idea of balance. I mean, not to challenge you too much, but on that, like Mm. it's, it is, um, it is that, that be where you are. Mhm. in right? the moment. It's
0: that, Living the now.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that, like we talk about, that can feel a little hippy dippy and la la and woo woo and be here now stuff at times. Oh, but dude. You're, totally the time. you're, dude talk, you're talking
0: to, to an old Dexan, <laughs> Texan. Texan. right? Yeah, dex but as far from the hippy dippy shit as possible that I could ever. Yeah. Think of. But once and you learn how to do it, and you once you learn how to do it, dude, it's fuck. It's it's
1: cool. It's magic, man. It is. It's, it's, it's the secret sauce. People, you know, some people ask me at times, it's like, what's the secret? And I'm like, dude, just, just be here right now. That's Mm -hmm. it. Operate in this moment and this moment will guide you in everything you need. Do I need to be, you know, badass, whatever, or do I just need to be a dad grabbing my son and picking him up and, hold them tight. Cause he fell down and bumped his head. You know what I mean? There like you go. that's, I think that's it, dude. So, all right, brother, well, we're going to wrap today's episode up. Listen, thank you for, you know, sharing yourself with uh, me and the community uh, and, and talking about this stuff. Really appreciate. Dude, Absolutely. Some great conversations and I really appreciate it. So, all right. For everybody listening, you know, thanks so much for tuning in and we will see you again on Monday. All right. So that wraps up our show for today on this Wednesday. Thanks so much for tuning in. Do me a favor, make sure that you are subscribed, you download the episodes, but most importantly, just pause for a minute and rate and review the show. It is so important to us, and I would so greatly appreciate it. And in your review, like, give me your feedback. Give me your straight and honest feedback of what you like or what you don't like and how we can improve. I'm going to start closing out these shows with a little bit of keynotes, so don't just glop off at the end of the episode. There might be some important information that you need to know. So I want to give you a couple action items for today. One, go over and visit opmindset.com backslash mindset radio. All the show notes from all the episodes are up there. Links to bios and social media posts from the guests are available completely. Do me a favor, follow them, show them some love, connect with them, learn from them. They're phenomenal people and they're giving us their time and we really appreciate it. Two, if you're on Facebook or if you're a Facebook person and even if you're not, join and come join my Mindset Radio Facebook group. Just search Mindset Radio in the Facebook groups or go to facebook.com backslash groups, backslash Mindset Radio. Come on into the conversation. I invite all the guests. If you've got questions about today or you got something to share, listen, today's and these conversations are good. So get in the conversation with us and it will really help us deliver more to you because that's what matters. And then the last thing that you can do is... Go to oddmindset.com and join my free 30-day operational mindset program. Here's what I've done. I've cranked out 30 emails for you. You'll get one each day. They're about a minute read. High value things that you can apply every single day. And I promise you that if you follow what I'm giving you over those 30-day periods, it will radically improve your performance, your mindset, and your mental, physical, and emotional fitness. So, again... Thanks so much for listening to today. I greatly appreciate it. Great episode with Mike. Looking forward to speaking with you on Monday. And again, stay safe. We'll talk to you soon.